from ABC News Radio, KMET 1490 in Southern California. This is Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with your host, Tyler Jorgensen. Want to welcome everybody out here to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio on ABC News. We've got a really special guest today coming in uh, from the interwebs all the way from Canada, I believe, Vince Del Monte. Uh, am I saying your name right? Is it Del Monte or Del Monte? The first one, Del Monte. Yeah, nobody gets that right. Good job. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> um, now, what, you're one of, uh, one of the people that's been in internet marketing for a long time, really, compared to a, a lot of people I know. When did you first get started in entrepreneurship and then online? And was that at the same time? I launched my first ebook in May of 2006. Wow. That is early. That's like, you know, people didn't know what ebooks yet were yet. I'll tell you something though. I hired a coach from the Internet Marketing Center, which was uh, formerly owned by the late Corey Rudel. He's a he was a, you know, internet marketing god, if you will. And um, when I hired a coach, it was October of two thousand and five. So it was about six months to go from hiring the coach to getting my product live to where I made my first sale. And uh, I remember back then when I told him my product idea, one of the ideas, we narrowed it down to uh, targeting skinny guys in the muscle building space because it resonated so much with my journey. It's what I was most passionate about and most credible on compared to a couple other ideas I had. And he told me back in 2005, mark my words, I think that's a bad idea, too competitive. Because at the time, there was 10 other guys who had long-form sales letters marketing to skinny guys. Uh, They just were basically, you know, marketing their stories, but they were all selling a different muscle building program. So that was back in 2005. My coach thought it was a really bad idea to go into this fitness space. So I can't imagine, you know, what people feel now. So what did, did you do it anyways, or did you make some adjustments from that? I did because um, the way I looked at it was that I was just going to beat them. You know, I figured that's a good thing. I looked at it as a positive, not as a negative. If there's 10 guys in this space all making money, I looked at that as, wow, skinny guys are not just buying one guy's program. They're likely using other people's programs. Fitness people are collectors. We don't just like stick to one guy. (laughs) Business people, we don't just read one book. Um, Listeners, we don't just listen to one podcast. Business business courses, business events, we don't go to just one event. So the whole idea that any industry is saturated, it doesn't make any sense because people bounce and they like to try new programs. So that's a concern listeners can throw right out the window. And, you know, uh, we've talked about on this show for a long time, kind of the argument of blue ocean strategy as a dangerous play for the solopreneur and where I I jokingly called it the pink ocean, right? You don't want it where it's just blood red. There's so much competition that it's so crowded, but you've got to have some attention on the market already. And like you said, if there's 10 people, then there's an opportunity to stand out. But are you saying that even now that there's a, you know 10,000 guys selling similar courses, you still think there's room for people to come in? Or do you think they should look for the, like something to make a new spin on that? You definitely need to add your own spin on it. You never right. want to come into a marketplace as a Me Too product. Right. You need to have your voice, your brand. You need to really understand how you're solving people's problems in a unique way. So there's, there's the whole strategy angle conversation, but... 
uh, the mind, it all starts with mindset. There definitely is more than enough for everyone. And you know, the pie is big enough for everybody to eat from. So yeah, it really, at the end of the day comes down to identifying what you're most passionate about because any business is going to be hard to grow. And the only thing that will get you through is your passion to continue to help the people you're helping. Uh, you know, credibility isn't enough. Being like in a just rabid marketplace isn't enough. Right. Those, those two things are like second and third. Number one is you have to be willing to do this for the rest of your life for free. You know, I always remember my dad saying when I got into the fitness industry, you know, at 22 years of age, he said, Vince, are you going to be helping guys, you know, build their bodies when you're 35? And, and I was like, was, is that supposed to be an insult or was that, <laughs> was that a challenge? Or I'm like, like, what's wrong with that? Like, I thought it, I didn't see anything wrong with being a personal trainer in my mid thirties because it was what I loved doing. So I think you got to really see yourself being able to do what you're doing five, 10, 15 years down the road. And it obviously can evolve to different, uh, you know, places, but the core of what you're teaching, the subject matter, it has to be, you know, really ingrained in your DNA. Right. And that's, um, so we're going to do a little bit of, we'll jump forward and backwards on your journey a little bit, but what you're saying is something that I've seen really true with people that I look up to as highly successful in, in the marketing space is the messaging they've been sharing has been the same for a decade. They might make adjustments to it based on what's the, the current situations of the day, but like the core principles haven't evolved, right? Those have been pretty much the same. They're teaching the same lessons, just today's application. And that's yeah. kind of what you're saying, right? Different platforms. And I think uh, today, because of social media, now the guys who are winning are those that can make it entertaining and those that can tell a story, not just about themselves, but about their right. community and that they sure. can tell a story about the people that they're raising up. You know, people want to be a part of something. People want to go on a journey. They want to start a mission. Uh, they, want to, they want to be a part of a movement. So the, the guys that are really doing well, they're doing this to defeat a common enemy. They're out to, to expose a problem. There's, there's way more to it than just, hey, let's get in shape. Well, why? They have a big, big why. They're on a, they're, there's something rooted at the reason they're doing this that is really resonating with people. That's creating connection, trust. And uh, not just likability, but today it's not, you probably heard this saying, you got to get people to like, know, and trust you. That's, that's not even sufficient anymore. Uh, you can't get people just to like you. You need to get people to love you. Yeah. How do you get people to love you? And um, the only way you can really get people to love you is when you start what I, what I call getting naked and starting to expose your vulnerabilities and showing people like, I really am just like you. And you start letting them in on your life. And the guys that are doing this authentically and just really being transparent about their own struggles and where they're at are having connections that are like unbelievable. And, and right. you see this when you go to live events and people come up to you, they corner you, they stop you, they ask for your photo and then they start telling you their story and, and they just like are trying to like, no, 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 I don't think you understand how much of an impact you've had on me. And, and, and they can tell they don't, you don't, they don't have your full attention because you've heard it so many times and have to keep saying it over and over again. And then you're like, wow. Yeah. So there's let's, let's go backwards a little bit. I mean, you started, you know, you launched an ebook, um, you know, slightly to the, uh, in, in, against the advice of your coach. Um, did you have instant success? You first launched, you made 10 million. <laughs> right? 
So you know, what, my, my, what was that battle like for that first, you know, year of you kind of becoming uh, an online entrepreneur? So my first goal was to just cover my expenses. I asked the coach, I said, Hey, listen, uh, if I can make three to four grand a month, I'll sign up. It was a $7,500 mentorship program for six months. And you got one, one hour phone call a month, uh, with unlimited email support. So, I mean, it wasn't, you weren't getting much. You weren't getting a private Facebook group. You weren't getting access to the swipe emails and affiliate introductions and, and meetups. It was like one phone call and email support. That was it. Now it was very good email support and um, coaching, but anyways, not like what you can get today for that kind of price point. When I started, the goal was to make three to four grand a month. I was like, I asked him, I said, can you guarantee me that much? If you can guarantee me that much, I'm in. I'm in. And he said, well, I can't guarantee you that. There's one, no guarantees, because I can't guarantee what you're doing with your time. Right. And that hit me like a ton of bricks, because he's like, I'm guaranteeing my time, I'm guaranteeing my expertise, I'm guaranteeing my knowledge. How do I know you're even going to do what I tell you? Right. He threw it back on me and I never had anyone speak to me like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I need to take action. And I said, I guess if I do what he tells me to do, if he's that confident, then what do I have to lose? So I went for it. And um, after six months, I, um, you know, I did get my first sale and it was an amazing day. I remember the sale coming in to my ClickBank account. Um, from my ClickBank account into my personal email address. Right. And it was a ClickBank notification. I, and I looked at the name. It was my mom. <laughs> Kid you not, it was my mom. My mom bought oh, my love uh, muscle building book for insane muscle gain. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'm like, ooh. So two weeks later, I got another sale. And uh, again, it came into my inbox. I looked at the name. And who was it? It was a guy from my gym. <laughs> it was a buddy of mine. Yeah. Oh. And that's when I quickly, quickly realized that, oh, this isn't going to be as easy as I thought it was. So and that's where the journey began. So the first year, uh, my first year online, I was working at the gym. I was working my regular full-time job, 40 hours a week as a personal trainer, selling gym memberships, selling personal training. That was my career job. Right. And my first year online, I made 10 grand. Which wasn't bad, you know, I wasn't, no. you know, it wasn't nothing crazy, but I wasn't definitely, you know, changing the world or anything. So the next year, um, the next year I made 101 grand. And this was, uh, I went out to Craig Ballantyne's uh, online super profit seminar out in West Palm, Florida. This was 2007 and he shared his entire, I mean, he just pulled back the Komodo and he shared everything that was working in his business. And there was... Um, Half that room became some of the biggest names in the industry, guys that you know today. And we all went to that event, and uh, that really kind of opened my eyes to like, wow, all the stuff I wasn't doing. And that's uh, the year that I went from 10 to 100. And then after I made 100 grand in my second year online, I quit my job. Uh, the reason I tell this story is because I've seen a lot of people, you know, they, they're under pressure, and pressure is good, right? Uh, it, but it, it depends on like, where it's coming from, you know, pressure can kill you, but pressure can also heal you. Yeah, so, absolutely. And I've seen some people use pressure in a way that ends up killing them. And they say, you know what, I'm going to empty my bank account. I've got enough to cover six months. I'm going to make it happen. And I seen one guy do this. He has a wife and a little daughter and he didn't make it happen. And, uh, she wasn't very happy. 
and I and I told him, I said, you don't need to make it happen in six months, eight months. I said, build this up on the side. You'll probably do better anyways because you don't need right. it 40 hours a day, right. 40 hours a week. You just need to do this, you know, two to four hours a day, you know, five, six times a week. And you can build this up on the side. So I was happy with how I did it. So when I when I quit my job, it wasn't a risk. It was a very well calculated risk. So right. I, I fired my boss and I you know I, that was 74k a year working at the gym. I said right. no to that. But then I said yes to um, growing it. And the next year I went to 350. And then the year after that I went to 750. And then a uh, year after that I was over a mil. And I did right. it in a four-year span. I've been over that mark milestone for seven years now so so i just i share those numbers for context so that people no, I, i'm really grateful you're willing to share them because i think a lot of people think that um if they don't get to that seven like seven figures or even six figures in that first year that they're failing because so many people skip the stepping the stepping stones when they tell their story so i really appreciate that transparency i um, heard gary v uh, really hit this the other day and he said like people like don't value patience and you know, they're 23 complaining that they're not rich by 25. What's wrong with getting rich at 29? Right. You know, they're 29 complaining that they're not rich by 31. What's wrong with 38? You know, they're right. 38 complaining. They're not rich by 40. What's wrong with 47? Right. And his whole thing was like, life isn't short. Life is long. So as long as you get started, you don't have to get it perfect, but as long as you get started and you get in the game, then what happens is now you're forced to start problem solving. I, I described building a business just like marriage, right? People ask me, what's your thoughts on living together before getting married? I'm like, well, it's not really preparing you for marriage because marriage, you don't have any options. Uh, assuming, you know, you're both on the same wavelength when it comes to not getting a divorce. Sure. <laughs> so once you're in the marriage and then the fights start happening, you're forced to come up with solutions because right. there's no, you, you know, you've got no safety net. Right. So people who are kind of like playing it safe, they're trying it out. They never, they're never successful because there's no, there's nothing at stake. No, you don't have the chips on the table, right? There's no chip. all in. That's it. There's no chips on the table. Yeah, it's like when you know when people play. I was, you know, I don't play a lot of cards, but since we're gonna, use, we're using that analogy. A lot of people will play cards without like betting, and to me, it's not the same thing because you're going to take mm-hmm. risks you wouldn't take if the money was real, and you're not going to play the right the game the right way. So like, and it's the same, I think it comes down to business and marriage and those other things. And, um, you know, if you're not playing the the game right, then you're going to make shortcuts and they're going to be the wrong type of thing. Um, tell me, so you one, uh, tell us a little bit about the podcast you're launching. Cause I think we're, we're bridging into a little bit of your current mindset and your current, who you are now today. Um, so tell us about that. And first of all, congratulations on launching your first five episodes. Thank you. So it's called the Vince Monte podcast show and it's dedicated to the five M's of manhood. The five M's of becoming a better man, a real man, however, however you define that, what we're actually trying to do on the show is to define it because you've probably heard this a million times, be the best version of you. Well, what does that mean? And we're trying to actually create, well, this is what a better version of a man looks like in these five areas. So the show's dedicated to helping men develop muscle, to developing their mindset, their income, so money, uh, getting clarity on their mission, and going the distance in their marriage. And uh, those are the main themes. And I've always, you know, my whole story has been that 
you know, I started off in the gym as a skinny guy who wanted to build muscle just like every other skinny guy because he had insecurity, self-esteem issues. He wanted everything that he thought the muscle was going to get him. Right. And what's interesting about my story is that while I didn't gain a ton of muscle, you know, I'm not the biggest guy, I was able to build this big online brand, a very successful brand in a space basically sharing how I built the muscle. And that muscle was what gave me the confidence to expand my mind. And that's why muscle comes before um, mindset in the framework because muscle is easier to build than your mind. And as you build that muscle, you know, the gym's a metaphor for life. So you gain that confidence and you start asking questions. What else could I gain, uh, get out of life if I apply the same work ethic I apply in the gym to to um, another area. So, so the muscle develops the mindset and the mindset starts asking bigger, bigger questions of maybe how can I monetize this passion of mine in my gym, in the gym. And um, now we start wondering, maybe um, I'm called to do more than just, you know, work this job. Maybe this career isn't actually my calling. And I know a lot of guys start, yeah, I know, I know, I know, but I got to pay the bills and that's okay. So we want to recognize that this is a season of life you're in, but then there's this, we live in a time, a day and age now where there's more opportunity to make money than any other time. Like last year in America alone, over 500,000 people became millionaires. And, you know, in the news, we just hear all the bad, but there's a lot of incredible stuff yeah, going on. Like Tons of opportunity. Yeah. I mean, just this past weekend, I was at Ryan Levesque's Ask Live event and um, like literally I just got home this morning and I watched him pitch from the stage three-day amazing event to a community of there's 500 people who were um, what we call buying units so people that could actually purchase and he sold he closed a hundred people into a fifteen thousand dollar a year coaching program so so that was a nice little 1.5 million dollar weekend for him right Uh, literally two weeks ago i can't disclose his name but a, a good friend of mine had an event in clearwater and it was for really high-end entrepreneurs to increase their email deliverability and double their email revenue from their email program. And he charged $25,000 a head. There were 70 people in that room, 70 buying people in that room. My friend made $1.5 million teaching. And now he doesn't even, and he's offering obviously support for sure. afterwards, but like it wasn't, there was nothing promised there. So yeah, reach out to me if you need any help after today. Sure. But it was an in and out deal. Right. So, so you're, you're hitting on something, one, that I love. So mindset to me has be, become kind of the big part of what I'm really focusing on. And I'm going to hit a couple points of what you've shared already. You've really talked, you've been big on coaching and mentors. And I've always been fascinating how people in the fitness industry who are so big on coaching, many times they're averse to having coaches in other parts of their life. And it's I can tell you why. You have a, you have an answer for that? that? Oh, big time. Yeah, it's ego. It's ego, insecurity, and scarcity mindset. So a lot of guys feel like they are discrediting themselves. Yeah. And they're playing their entire audience for dumb. As if you, as if they actually think you learned, you invented the squat. As if they actually think that you came up with the ketogenic diet. As right. if they actually think that you came up with these macro formulas. Like. Yeah, a lot of people fear vulnerability for sure, yeah. and, and uh, they they work on their muscle so much so that they can appear bulletproof. Uh, and so they but at the same time they'll go and they'll read and they'll learn, but then they just won't apply that same even even like hidden learning right where they'll read magazines but not tell anyone that they're studying and re- spending five hours a day on bodybuilding.com. 
but then they won't go read, uh, you know, Craig Valentine's books or other people's books. They won't spend that same mindset learning. And I, I can tell, I mean, from since 06, you've been reaching out and learning from other people. Uh, I mean, just the people we met at an event, you know, and, and then you, you've been to another one since then. And how has that shift, like, been a huge part of your, your business career and your life, being open to learning from others? I think the big thing is to know what your brand is. My brand is evolution. My whole brand is based around evolving. So I'm teaching men that for you to get ahead, you need to invest in yourself. So how can I preach that message of investing in yourself if I'm not investing into myself? And here's a scary fact for these guys who are scared to give credit to where they're learning, et cetera. Right. The people don't invest into people who aren't investing into themselves. Yep. And what you'll discover is that when people start seeing that you're investing into other people, they see you as a bridge and they see you as like a sippy straw almost to the source that they might not be able to get their straw into, if that makes sense. So, you know, they know that I'm paying Craig Valentine and Bedros Cooley $50,000 a year to be a part of their empire mastermind. And like, wow, I can't afford that, but I can afford Vince's $18,000 mastermind. And, Vince, will you be teaching everything that you learn from those guys at your group? Of course. Vince, are you going to be teaching everything you learn from so-and-so's $25,000 mastermind in your program? Because I can't afford that event. I can afford you. Yeah, of course. Um, Vince, are you going to be teaching everything you learn at Ryan Levesque's event this past weekend in Las Vegas? Because I can't afford to go to that event and get out to Vegas and play for the hotel. Yeah, I'll be teaching everything. And So does does that discredit, does that push me down or does that push me up? Well, to your, to the audience you want to serve, it's going to lift you up, right? Exactly. Challenges. I I think the people that are unwilling to, um, to learn will always just be unwilling to learn. And so they're not going to be great clients for you. They're not going to be great. You know, they're not going to listen to the, either of our podcasts because they already think they know it all. And they think by, by reaching out and admitting that they don't know something, it makes them look weak where really that's the fastest way to look strong. I think it's. I think we could go a, a lot deeper here. I'm not a psychologist, but you know, I've been around a lot of people. Um, I, I've discovered this about myself. And what happens is a lot of these guys who've experienced success, however, let's just say six figures a year, seven figures a year, marks that are pretty attainable uh, for for pretty much anyone to get to within a couple of years of focused work. But then what happens is they get to this level, right? And now every decision they make is not based on trying to go, let's say, from seven to eight figures. It's trying to protect what they've created because they've got ahead of a bunch of people and now they've got this new identity, right? Right. So they've got this success identity. So they don't let go of the reins. They have limiting beliefs that, you know, if, you know, I, you know, if I go get help, what if it works? And, and if, you know, that might, or what if it doesn't work? Like, could that might regress me? And what if I go back? So what I find is that most guys are afraid, like deep down, if you get into a real conversation and you try and find out what their drivers are, most people are more driven by fear of loss yep. than um, potential gain. Yeah, there's been, there's, yeah, there's been massive like studies done on that. And one of my favorites was something as simple as 
um, how much energy someone will, will spend if they like drop a $5 bill and have Mm. to go find it. As opposed to if someone says, Hey, I over on the other side of the park over there, I saw a $5 bill, go, go look for it. And the percentage of people that would spend time to go and, and seek something as opposed to try to reclaim something they've lost, it's massively different. Like, and so, yeah, that fear of loss and, and reclaiming something that we think was ours and and protecting, I think it goes back to our survival instincts and and things way back when, but um, I, it's, it's really sad, right. To see that. So I've seen you as someone who's always, who's out there willing to evolve, willing to learn. How is that playing into your mindset and how are like, how are you shifting paradigms to continue to grow and evolve? You, you know, and you probably heard this when we were together at Craig's event, uh, but Bejo's talked a lot about this from stage, how you need people in your life that see more potential in you than you see in yourself. And, you know, having them as my coaches, the way they describe it is that Vince was just riding the brake. And most people don't have someone in their life to give them permission to release the brake, lift up the e-brake and hit the gas and they're, they're trying to hit the gas, but then they've got another foot on, 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 on the brake. And, and you got to let your foot off the brake. And oftentimes we need somebody to do that for us and to create that, you know, get you to think bigger and to really say, okay, now that you're thinking bigger, now you need to act bigger. You need to act differently. And that's really what it comes down to. You know, there's, I think, a book been written on this. What got you here won't get you there. Yes. And that's the hardest thing because – you know, to grow a company from seven figures to eight figures and eight figures and nine figures, it's, it's completely different. Yes. It's, you're letting go of what you would perceive as control, uh, but there's a lot of delegation. There's a lot of team building. Uh, there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of hiring. There's a lot of firing. There's a, just a lot. There's a, it's a different game. It's a different game. You're playing a large, you're, you're building a team and, and a company rather than, you know, a small business, right? And I think one of the big things kind of, the, the area that I really like to help people and re, where, where my company serves and where I really help people is that shift from being a, you know, the mindset of the solopreneur, the mindset of the self-employed to shifting towards the business owner mindset. Mm-hmm. And um, because so many people are thinking, well, if I'm not there every day, if I'm not working 60 hours a week, then my company's not growing. And I'm like, you're probably the biggest thing slowing your growth down right? Cause you're still trying to do everything instead of yeah. putting in the policies and the procedures and, and let, I mean, your business should grow without you if you're actually running a business. Otherwise you're just running a job. That's really risky. <laughs> it doesn't you're running, yeah. You're running a good, a high paying job, but really you're doing what everybody else does. You're waking up chasing transactions and you're dependent on those transactions coming in. Now, sure. You're doing it for maybe your home. Maybe you're doing it in a different city that you moved to. that has got better weather, but right. at the end of the day, you're like everybody else. You, you still have to wake up each morning and you have to go sell. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, I would say being, being self-employed is waking up every day unemployed, right? And every day you got to go and, and get a job again. You got to hustle. You got to chase it, but yeah. creating a business means that every day you wake up to cash flow and to a team working who's bought into your mission. Um, talk a little bit about mission. Like how have you found your calling? How have you found your mission and and how are you helping other people do that? I think your mission is really rooted in who you are and what your true gifts are that separate you from other people. And, you know, Bejo shared this with me and a leader is somebody who shows up differently. And if you're not showing up differently, you're not showing up at all. 
And that's one of the reasons that I've shifted my brand from just being a fitness brand to now being a male development brand, helping men specifically with these five M's because, you know, just practically like numbers are kind of going down on YouTube or, you know, the views aren't like what they used to be a few years ago. And, you know, I'm in this space with all these young guys teaching right. guys how to build their arms. Sure. I got my cool techniques, you know, we do things differently. We do things smarter and we got over we've got all of our lingo and we've got all of our methodology and we've got our own beliefs. We've got all that. But at the end of the day, it's still fitness. So how can I stand out differently? And some of the things that parts, if you will, that I wasn't playing, if you will, were the things that were most unique to me and the things that people have connected with me on over these many, many years that I wasn't even talking about. Uh, one, my faith. Um, two, just my value with, for family. Uh, three, my ability to produce finances. And, you know, these are the things that like most people like they stay with me on the fitness journey because they know who I am at my core. Right. So the, the mission is going to be really rooted in who you are and you know, why you do what you do. You know, why you do what I do. What I, why I do what I do is because muscle has always been a stepping stone to giving me what I've always wanted. It's been the stepping stone to boosting my confidence, to starting this online business, to being what I've always wanted to be, a coach, but not just a fitness coach, but like I've always wanted to just coach men and to raise up a generation of men while we live in a world of victimization and indifference and laziness. I wanted to inspire men to become a real man. And that's primarily because I've had an incredible father who's been a model of that for me. So like here I've got one of the greatest gifts in the world and people always say, Vince, you're so lucky. You're so lucky to have parents like that. And here I am kind of keeping it to myself to just, you know, collect the money. But I've got, there's so many more people out there that can inspire people to build their bodies and get them shredded and introduce sure. them to eating nutrition strategies, whatever, man, I can only talk about fitness so much, but you get me talking about mission. You get me talking about how to start an online business then how to uh, take responsibility and to see this through to completion and become a better version of yourself. So that like when you get married, your you know wife can stay at home and be a stay at home mom if she chooses, or right. she can, um, you know, have choices as well. And the family has choices and, and then you can, you know, create an incredible marriage that your friends look up to and right. you can, uh, then give that to your kids. And like, that's ultimately what I'm all about. So sure. the mission really is, is what your beliefs are as, as a man and really just down projecting those and not telling people, but showing people sure, and living it out. And, and I guess that's, that's the new challenge. Right. Now, and, and that's what's kind of interesting. My whole business, I always say it was kind of created selfishly in the context of like, when I created a fitness business, it forced me to stay in shape. Sure. Everybody seen me over the years kind of fluctuate up and down. Sometimes I'm shredded. Sometimes I'm all bulked up. Sometimes I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fat or, or skinny fat. Like right. I'm a man of extremes and I've never right. demonstrated that's kind of like that consistent, that, that consistent, you know, lean and muscular physique year round. But having the online business has helped me with that struggle because I'm always out there. I'm, I'm right. always out there. So, so, so I used the fitness business to hold myself accountable. Now I'm using the M5 business right. to hold myself accountable to becoming a better man. Like I'm talking about like intense stuff like marriage and like, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's right. like makes you vulnerable. Like 
you know, what if one day I, I get in some fight that I don't think is recoverable? Like, you know, you don't think those thoughts run through my head. Right. Right. Oh, you got to stay committed. You can't get divorced. You got to go the distance. Like, you don't think this is scary for me to share? And right. to, like, you, you don't want to, you don't want to share something and have your wife be the first comment and be like, well, that would have been nice, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now I have yeah. to live out this moral sure. curve. Yeah. And now I have to live out this hero of a man. And I guess that's what I've always done. That's what my brand's been ever since the beginning. It's been putting myself out there with the intent to then, okay, I put myself out there. Now I got the eyes on me. Now I've got to live up to it. Gotcha. I think that's kind of where the whole mission comes into play and then inspiring other men that you can do the same. Yeah. There's no reason that you can't just start becoming a better version of yourself in these five M's and having your life represent a trade up. That's my favorite term these days sure. is your life a trade up. You and I both know a lot of businessmen that we'd love to take their bank accounts, but we probably wouldn't want to take their personal life. You right. know, our, we'd love to take um, their bodies, their physiques, but we wouldn't want to take their bank accounts. Right. <laughs> right. So, so yeah. my whole thing is like, I want your life to be a trade up in all these M's and that's what I'm trying to live out. That's that makes a ton of sense. Now I'm a big believer, right? And you're describing a lot of this of lifestyle design, right? Building the exact life that you want, yeah. not that somebody else wants you to have or, or somebody else, you know, projected onto you, but building the life you want for me, you know, I know what a lot of those priorities are for me. It's my family, it's travel and experience and living, mm-hmm. um, and, and living without boundaries, right. Or, or uh-huh. limitations. What is, and so I always ask this question, I've asked it since the very beginning of the show, just kind of as an accident, but I think business is about creating life and lifestyle and freedom. What is one major item on the Vince Del Monte bucket list that you're going to accomplish in the next 12 months? I want to launch the first M5 mastermind and it's going to be themed around going the distance. So next year I'm going to have the first M5 live event mm-hmm. and this mastermind will be uh, 12 months long. And it'll be for men who want to get connected with other men. And I want to build a community of guys who, you know, what I would describe as boys who want to become men. And there's many guys in their 40s, 50s who are still boys. Absolutely. I know what you mean. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, just to bring them together and, and inspire them and push them and challenge them and equip them with the tools, the knowledge, and the other men they need to live out these five M's. So, that's something I've always wanted to do, bring men together. You know, and I've been inspired by this, by the church I go to, Elevation. I go to this church on Sundays, and I'm like, impact these guys are having every single week is like, this is unbelievable. And I'm like, wow. And, you know, they're just living out their purpose. Sure. And I'm like, why can't I create something like this? Um, and again, it'd be for any, any faith, any denomination, uh, but it would really challenge men to really figure out, you know, why they're here on earth, and how to live it out and to recognize you can't do this by yourself. I mean, cool. You just can't. So that's what I like to do next year. Awesome. You already have a date set for the M five live. <laughs> You're pushing me now. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just seeing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm probably going to do it likely summertime in Toronto. Awesome. Yeah. Probably keep great it city. <laughs> hey, really appreciate you coming out. So I want to encourage everyone to please go to iTunes, subscribe to uh, Vince Delmonte podcast. Uh, if you are interested in kind of the fitness side of what Vince does, go to bestworkoutforyou.com. And as with everything, you know, from Vince and me, it's your turn to go out and do something. Thank you for listening to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with Tyler Jorgensen. 
please make sure to subscribe so you're first to hear new interviews and episodes. If you found this podcast to be valuable, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to visit our online dojo at bizninja.com to claim your reward for listening to the show.